This is what I typically say at the top of one of these, these podcasts that so infrequently occur these days. Am I right? Am I right, ladies? Yeah. I don't know. I'm still digging it. Record when I like. Do as I please. For example, uh, today I'm just sort of like vamping as I open up my, uh, podcast email which is usually a collection of links and notes which is exactly what it is today um we'll give you some uh it's not really behind the scenes action i just want to talk about it so i'm going to (laughs) that's how this works now um yesterday finished a uh, long play series recording one well actually I, i think since i've spoken um, uh, since last episode, I've finished recording Baldur's Gate two. Oh yeah. We're actually going to talk about that. Um, uh, but I, I, I did another one yesterday, which was uh, a game called stranded deep, which was okay. It was, it was just an okay game. It, it was a, I, I sort of have this in my mind and I don't think I've ever put it into words, actually uh, a weekend game, meaning you spend a weekend playing this game and that is the amount of enjoyment and time you're going to put into the game a weekend's worth. Um, so I broke it up into three, three hour long episodes. And the sort of fun thing is that if you're unfamiliar with this game, which, uh, you know, it's not a super, super popular game. There's, uh, I did see, uh, I have seen people streaming it before. Um, you know, it's a, a, you're adrift at sea and you got to figure out what to do on these sort of series of, uh, islands a la raft. In fact, there is a raft raft, uh, probably being one that, uh, you have heard of. If you have heard of this genre of video game, the genre of stuck on an island, <laughs> your raft, you're stranded deep, you're the forest, I guess, kind of. Yeah. You know, things of that nature. Anyways, the, the long play I recorded before that was rust. Um, and that was a no commentary one, which, uh, I did a little experiment with, with that, uh, medium, which is the method apparently. Uh, and the way that one ended spoiler is, uh, I got in a hot air balloon and just sort of flew into the ocean, into the sunset. Um, so what I'm going to do with that, I had this, this idea, which, you know, I, I, I don't give myself credit for good ideas often, but I feel like this actually was one. So I'm going to say, I think this is a good idea. Uh, and that is, I'm going to make a video. This is going to involve editing, black, but, um, where it's like, uh, I'm flying in this balloon and then it sort of fades to black and you hear me say, oh, are we singing or something to that effect? And then, uh, when it fades back in, I'm in stranded deep. So that's sort of the transition between games. So I had that idea first, but then what I realized I could do and have started working towards is use this as an example of what the librarian long plays are, meaning 
it's me role-playing the same character in every game. And he's just sort of, I guess we'll say magically transported from realm to realm. So I've pulled, you know, 10 second uh, clips from each of my long play series, basically just ones where it's uh, me going, I am the librarian, <laughs> but like saying it to Parthenax in uh, 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 Skyrim, for example, you know, I'll, I'll use that as my example. And then I, I like uh, recorded like a little, uh, I don't know, opening, it's not like a, a monologue. Yeah. A little monologue at the beginning of stranded deep that sort of explains everything where I'm going to add these clips over top, <clears throat> sort of a, you know, I, I guess like a quick cut family guy style, quick cuts to each of these clips. Um, and I'm doing that because I think it would be a cool video, but also, uh, YouTube has the ability to, uh, have a sort of a, a video pop up every time someone, um, visits your channel for the first time. So I thought, Hey, like obviously a, a, a video montage, a, a clip show, if you will, I hope you will, uh, like this for new people to the channel, I think would be a good idea. And, um, you know, I mention it here because I like to talk about things that are interesting to me on the podcast that I record very infrequently. And I think that might've rhymed. Huh. Uh, okay. So, you know, just since we're talking games, why don't I talk a little, uh, Baldur gate, Baldur's gate two and dent. Okay. My note says BG two addendum on podcasts about love of ending and Keldorn death sadness. Oh yeah. Okay. So there is Baldur's gate two. And then there's also uh, shadow, uh, so there's Baldur's Gate 2 colon shadows of, um, A-M-N, am, um, I think I've heard it said both ways, which I do not appreciate. Uh, and then there is throne of ball, which from my very limited research, it almost sounds like the original Baldur's Gate 2 didn't quite have an ending, which I guess it, it it kind of did and it kind of didn't, or at least it didn't have an ending that the creators of the game, um, were happy with. So they then created this throne of ball, which is a, was it a DLC? Was it its own separate thing? That part I don't actually know or recall. I played through it. I think once, like a lot of it was familiar, so I must've played through it, but compared to the original Baldur's Gate, which I, you know, uh, mentioned, I think last episode, you know, one of those games I dust off every couple of years. Uh, uh, so it was nice from that perspective to, uh, hop into this story that I enjoy and experience things that I didn't really recall compared to the first, uh, you know, part of the game. Although there was lots, I didn't recall there as well, especially near end game stuff. Anyways, I played through that. Uh, it was, it was great. Uh, it, it was, you know, added some higher level stuff. Um, uh, I, I did enjoy the story. We got an evil monk in there, which was fun. Uh, <laughs> spoiler, I guess. Although he's immediately an asshole. And to me in a game like Baldur's Gate, I feel like most RPGs actually, if you are an asshole, you're probably also evil, which is maybe a sort of a limiting factor, to be honest. 
like I want some, and, and I'm sure this exists. I wish I could think of an example. I'll tell you what audience participation attempt number 1020, we'll call this. If you can think of an example of a character, yeah, a fictional character who is an asshole, uh, just a real jerk, but is also not evil. Who's, who's in fact very nice. The hell was that sound? My mic wouldn't have picked it up, but it, it might be, wow. I, I don't, I have no idea what that, it sounded like not quite a scream. Okay, this is what I get to say that sounded like, and this is going to sound insane. Um, the cross between, and I'm going to add three things a scream, that's a 10% a scream. Um, and then we'll go 40% a goat, and then the rest, the, the rest of the 50% was a snowplow. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. Okay. Anyways. Um, yeah, like the story <laughs> that really got me off track. Let me just end with, uh, they did this cool thing at the end, like the, at the very end when you beat the game, which I will say the last boss of this thing was insane. The, uh, I, I definitely had to cheat to beat it the, and I don't, yeah, you know what? I did want to sort of look to see, okay, I'm going to do it right now while you're here. So I'm going to go on to YouTube. Um, Father's Gates, uh, Throne of Ball, Final Battle. I want to see how someone would beat this without cheating. <laughs> because I honestly have no idea how I would. Even on, um, I wasn't on story mode, but I, was, I, I even threw it on easy. And... Uh, okay. So I'm going to add this to a playlist. This is from scary care bear seemingly did it. Um, all right. Yeah. Add that to my list. Add that to my playlist. Yeah. It was like freakishly hard, fun, but hard and had to cheat. Okay. So after that, um, depending on which companions you had with you, in the final battle, it would give like a little, um, like wrap up, like where are they now sort of thing. And I don't know, it like really hit me emotionally. I, I feel like probably because I played this game and had these companions with me the whole time and they would like, you know, we would do like some stories with them. Keldorn in particular, I feel like because in his, you know, a, a post credit scene, not really seen just a little blurb with the, uh, the narrator voice guy sort of reading what happened to him. Uh, yeah, like I got a little choked up. So needless to say, Baldur's Gate 2 <clears throat> high on my list of, uh, uh, long play series is, is that I've recorded so far. And I wanted to, uh, <clears throat> just mention the end part. Cause I hadn't finished it. Uh, the throne of ball part, uh, last time we spoke. Okay. Let's, I think hop into movies now. Uh, no, let's do t TV first. Yeah. Uh, the missus and I getting dangerously close. Oh, you know what? I'm going to save this. Yeah. Cause we're not done yet. And I want to talk about three episodes. 
well, I guess four. Uh, uh, okay, I'll give you a little tease. And you know what? I'm going to copy paste this to a new email. And then maybe by the time... Um, by the time I record another episode, I'll be able to talk about all these because I've only actually finished one of them. But this is, you know, last handful of episodes of Star Trek The Next Generation. The Mrs. and I are getting very close. We just finished um, uh, the one after. Uh, there's the, okay, let me put it this way. I want to talk about masks. I want to talk about Genesis. And I want to talk about the final episode, All Good Things. We are in between Masks and Genesis. We just finished that one. I forget what it was. It's not one that blow, blows me away. Uh, that that much I do recall. It's a fine episode. They're all fine episodes. There's not an episode I don't like. I suppose there's one with, I mean, there's the racist one with Tasha Shearer, of course. Um, but there's one with like Jordy's mom in like a robot or something. <laughs> I don't really remember that one. And that one's not great. And the, the, the Beverly ghost <laughs> fucking basically one, you know, uh, that one I have been known to skip, uh, the missus and I did watch it because I wanted her to see the, you know, insanity of that one. Okay. So this will be, that'll be episode 625 or, or later just because, uh, I don't yet know when we're going to finish it. We've sort of slowed down, which is probably mostly me, you know, getting to the end of a show like this and not wanting to end. Uh, I feel like I'm probably not alone in that, that, that feeling of, oh man, I wish this wasn't over. So, you know, that's all I'll say for now. And then we'll talk more about it. Uh, yeah. One okay, I'll give you one funny thing, which I'll probably say again if I talk about it again. In masks, Data has a line where he's, uh, you know, uh, possessed. Let's, let's just use that as a term. Possessed by uh, an old man, and he says the following phrase. Uh, I, th I think he actually said it a couple of times. Difficult to stay warm, <laughs> and I have been saying that line for over for for decades now. And, uh, I told the missus where it was from, uh, because she has heard me say it uh, a million times. Um, but this is the first time she actually heard it. <laughs> so we both, when he said it, we both laughed pretty good at that. Difficult to stay warm, which if you've seen the episode, that's a pretty goddamn good impression, you know, you know, all right. Uh, moving on to, uh, okay. Yeah. Let's do one more thing before we hop into movies <clears throat> and then we'll start powering through those uh okay so this is and i think i may have spoken of this individual before um it is a youtube channel called patrician tv and he does very long <laughs> i just noticed the title is called a quick retrospective um very long retrospectives on video games. Uh, he does some other things, but I, I believe that's probably what he's most known for. Uh, I watched the moral win one and was there a sky what's, what's the other, what's Skyrim Redfall? Oh, what's the other? Anyways, I just watched the sky Skyrim, uh, quick retrospective, both parts, act one and act 
two, act one was nine hours long. Act two was 11 hours, 11 minutes, 11 seconds long. I think it was somewhere, something like that, which is pretty fun. Yeah. And I watched the whole thing. <sighs> wow. Now I, it's not like I did it in one sitting. In fact, it was probably, <clears throat> if I had to guess it was months of me watching because this is for me a before bed, um, a, a, a before bed, you know, chillaxing, um, don't even necessarily have to watch the visuals on the screen viewing. Um, <laughs> uh, and it's not an every night thing. Like I, like I sort of mix up my before bed viewing, <clears throat> like I'll do something like this and then I'll do, you know, one of my long plays, I'll get one of those in there. Uh, I'll do like a, a Minecraft, uh, rainy, rainy cottage build. I got one of those on the go, uh, uh, get a loopy long play in there at some point, just started a loopy long play actually of a Skyrim walk, which is basically him walking from, uh, one end of Skyrim to the other. It's 12 hours long. Yeah. Yeah. So I sort of put these on and then may or may not smoke a little weed before bed. Definitely do. And, um, just sort of zone out, man. And it's, uh, it, I think has the effect of actually turning off my brain to some degree, which is what I need. And, um, for that reason I'm in <clears throat> now, one thing I will say of partition TV is he's very, very salty, <laughs> like to the degree where sometimes it's less, uh, inducive to the whole before bed sleepy thing because his salt will you know, uh, overtake. However, eventually I reached a point where his salts would just put a smile on my face. Um, despite the fact that I think he takes this a little too seriously, which I guess if you're going to do 20 hours of uh, video on one subject, uh, you got to take it somewhat seriously because otherwise your video would be much shorter, wouldn't it? Um, for the most part, and quite often, I will agree with what he's saying. However, um, and I, I feel like if he heard this, which he won't, uh, he, he, he's, he would manage to argue it in such a way that, uh, would be, you know, for the most part, logical and make sense. However, however, my biggest gripe about him is quite often he will say things that are, uh, opinion based as if they are fact, meaning things that are, oh God, what's the word I'm looking for? A uh, subjective Ugh, idiot. There you go. I already feel dumb. Yeah. He will say things that are clearly subjective, um, as if, uh, everyone knows them for fact. And obviously this is the case. So he, uh, that would be my one gripe against patrician TV that, and, uh, you know, the saltiness. Uh, however, I feel like, uh, in his case, and probably, mm, yeah, probably in his case, but others as well. If you're going to put out a 20 hour, well, I, he had to do it into two pieces. I'll just say 20 hour long video on one subject. People are going to come out of the woodwork in droves and pick it apart and say, no, this is wrong. This is wrong. And I imagine, although I didn't look, 
his YouTube comments get annoyingly annoying. Yeah. Annoyingly annoying. So maybe some of that salt is, uh, is earned probably Skyrim analysis, a quick retrospective. He has called it, which I do appreciate the tongue firmly in cheek title. All right. <clears throat> now we'll move into, um, movies. Cause I got, uh, a handful that, uh, the missus and I, I think these are all, and I'm going to get swing in less. Oh, last of us. Okay. That's a TV show. Let's do that first. The last of us. <laughs> yeah. The missus and I watched it. It's, uh, it's funny. Um, convinced her to watch it. Had to, um, did not purposely did not mention it was based on a video game because I knew that would be a mark against, uh, when she found it out, uh, we were a couple episodes in and she was already really liking it. So, you know, just goes to show you, uh, I played, you know what I'm curious about? Okay. Wait, let me open up my, I just accidentally closed my email. Let me open it up again. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm curious if the, um, the last of us game, if I reviewed on this podcast, feel like it would would have been the last of us you know i'll put it in quotes so it'll help 538 oh oh that's from how did this get played okay Maybe I didn't. When did it come out? I started the podcast in 2012. Was it before that? The last of us. Bookkeep. <clears throat> yeah, 2013. That's interesting. How did I not talk about it? Seemingly. 538. Very strange. Thank you for your purchase. Is that my purchase of it? <laughs> yeah, there's my uh, receipt for buying it. When did I buy it? Bought it in 2013. I bought it in October of 2013. Okay, well, a little blast from the past there. Why is it not on one of my podcast episodes, though? Um, okay. I'm going to get rid of the quotes and put in a liberal cube. Although that's not what my podcast was called back then. From 2013. <laughs> okay, well, I don't know. It's interesting. You would have thought I would have uh, would have spoken of it on the podcast. Anyways, uh, the show. Wow. <laughs> Needless to say, uh, definitely. Okay. One thing I noticed of this show more than any show that I've ever watched ever is I found myself seeing things and, and, you know, watching it and saying, Jesus Christ, more than I ever have in any other show ever. Just, 
just uh, so many times during an episode, things would happen. And I just, uh, Jesus Christ. Um, which, you know, a good thing and a bad thing, a bad thing because you're so freaking tense. And by the end the missus and I were joking that nothing good ever happens, but you know what? That's what's insidious about this. So insidious. Yeah. About this show is that every once in a while, rare as it is, something good will happen, <laughs> which will uh, make you think, okay, okay. So it's not all bad all the time, but then it's mostly bad all the time. <clears throat> mostly really bad things happening all the time with those very limited lights at the end of the tunnel, just to give you that, mm, uh, that hope. Yeah, that's what it is. It, it gives you little glimmers of hope for goodness in a sea of shit. And I loved it. Um, easy five out of five, potentially six out of five. Um, then you have the add bonus. You know what? This, you know what? Okay. You know what? You know what? You know what? You know what? Oh boy. Uh, I am going to go six out of five and that extra point is going to be for all the delightful, um, behind the scenes sort of interviews and, and, and things of that nature with, uh, Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey and how, uh, seemingly they, the uh, IRL delight in each other's company to such a high degree that I like. So that's getting an extra mark. Yeah. The last of us, check it out. Uh, you don't need to know the video game. You don't need to know anything about that. If, if that is your sticking point which it shouldn't be. Video games are incredible media with, uh, sometimes incredibly compelling stories. So, you know, don't poo poo things. Don't poo poo things. I'm looking forward to season two, which I, uh, has been greenlit. One thing I'm curious. So if season one was the first game, will season two be the second game, which I actually didn't play. Uh, I didn't play the second game. <clears throat> I want to, but, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't think it's on PC either. Okay. So moving on to movies, movies for real this time. I swear to God, swear to God, uh, movie, the first knock at the cabin oh, from 2023 an M night Shyamalan joint, <clears throat> which did you spot him? He was on the television at one point. I forget what, I think he was doing an infomercial infomercial. Uh, while vacationing, a girl and her parents are taken hostage by armed strangers who demand that the family make a choice to avert the apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Starring Dave Bautista. At all. Dave Bautista in this. So good. Right? Um, I heard, I don't know how I, how or where I heard this the other day, but it was with regards to Dave Batista and the rock, um, you know, being former wrestlers, uh, it was along the lines and I'm going to paraphrase cause I don't remember exactly what it was. The rock, um, quit wrestling to become a famous actor and Dave Batista quit wrestling to become a good actor, <laughs> which I feel like, you know, hearing that it's, it's kind of accurate. He, everything he's in, he sort of, despite the way that he looks, you know, physically, which is very imposing and, you know, tattoos and all, um, you can sort of ignore that 
which I feel like is impressive. Whereas with the rock, I feel like less so like he looks like a giant man who doesn't necessarily fit with what he's doing. Um, I don't know. Does that make sense? Perhaps. Okay. So, uh, I really, really like this of the M night Shyamalan. This is, you know, for me, definitely upper echelon. I'm going to go five out of five easy choice, five out of five. And one thing I'm questioning and what I'm thinking is this one of those movies where it leaves you, the viewer, uh, to decide if this is actually the quote unquote apocalypse happening, or if it's a sort of mass delusion among these people. Um, I think the movie leans more towards the actual apocalypse side of things. Um, however, I, I also feel like an argument could be made that that is not the case, mm, especially at the end. There's some, I don't want to say mystical type things, but very strange coincidences at the end that would mean probably leans more towards the actual apocalypse. That is or is not averted. Oh, uh, yeah. Knock at the cabin. You know, it's funny, uh, uh, knock at the cabin and cabin in the woods Two. I'm not gonna say two of my favorite movies cabin in the woods. I like more than this. And could I rewatch this? Yeah, maybe I'll give it 4.9. <laughs> I've just realized because I don't know if I necessarily need to rewatch this. I enjoyed it. Whereas cabin in the woods, you know, I feel like I want to rewatch that soonish, which actually the missus has bugged me occasionally to rewatch that. So that's good. Moving on to another amazing film. Wow. Two for two. Actually, all of these are pretty good. I'm just seeing, uh, the whale from 2022. Yeah. Uh, you know, after hearing all the good things of this movie, I mean, good in terms of you know, acting and story and stuff, not good in terms of <laughs> what happens in the movie. Cause it's a reclusive, morbidly obese English teacher attempts to reconnect with his estranged teenage daughter. Obviously not all good in this movie. Uh, Brendan Fraser, you know, you know, pretty, pretty, pretty good. But you know what? Don't sleep on a uh, Sadie sink, uh, who you probably will recognize from uh, stranger things. Yeah. Uh, Definitely, I think, and I think maybe I said this when we spoke of Stranger Things. I don't know if I did or not, so I'll say maybe. Um, the, uh, the the category of young actress who uh, 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 I think we will see for, you know, many years to come. And I'm usually pretty accurate on this, I feel like. Like I said it about uh, Emma Watson, although that one uh, is pretty obvious, I guess. Uh, I said it about Chloe Grace Moretz. Um, who else did I say it about? But, but I, uh, I feel like I'm usually pretty accurate when I see a young actress. Um, uh, I feel like I could tell if she's going to be around for a long time, like, uh, as she ages into, uh, you know, adult roles and stuff. Hmm. Is it a superpower? A little bit, a little bit. Uh, yeah. Okay. So depressing to watch. Yes. Um, but, uh, incredibly moving and 
<laughs> hard to watch. <laughs> Depressing, hard to watch, moving. Uh, uh, the performances are incredible. Uh, it, it, one of those sort of all takes place in one room sort of thing. Uh, it, it's just, yeah. I don't know. Can you, okay, here's a question. Can you recommend this movie to everyone? I suppose there's people who would watch this and it would be too much for them. Definitely cried. Oh yeah. hundred percent. And you know what? I feel like I watched a few things in a row like this. There was, there was definitely other things that I watched around the same time that made me cry. And it was like just a whole bunch of things, <laughs> a whole bunch of sad and depressing things. I ended up watching like uh, just coincidentally in a row that, uh, I felt very emotional for some reason. Yeah. Anyways, the, the whale moving on to another, the movie, the whale to the menu. Mm. A young couple travels to a remote Island to eat an exclusive restaurant <laughs> to eat at an exclusive restaurant. That m makes more sense. It's not a gingerbread house where the chef has prepared a lavish menu with some shocking surprises. Yeah. It's sort of like, uh, uh what was that Gordon Ramsay show? Uh, not kitchen nightmares. The one where he would cook for people. That one meets, um, Oh God, you want to play a game? Wow. My brain, it is early. It is four 30 in the morning. So that is the excuse. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to use as I can't think of the name jigsaw. <laughs> I started to type in jigsaw because I know that's the, the bad guy in it. And then as I was typing the word saw, I recalled that it is the saw franchise, sort of those combined a little bit. Um, so for that reason, I'm in. Uh, <laughs> Ray finds, uh, Ralph finds, if you prefer, which I hope you don't. Oh, uh, unintentional Hong Chow, C H A U. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Uh, in the whale and the menu. What are the odds of that? Uh, and actually didn't know that. Uh, I think the Mrs. and I watch these, you know, back to back in terms of different weekends. So we're like, wait a second, isn't that, <laughs> um, yeah, she was, she's actually very good in both. Uh, uh, I don't, you know, I'm going to open her IMDb. I don't know if I've seen her in other things, but, uh, I hope to see more of her cause she was, uh, legit, very, very good in both. She was in the Watchmen TV show, way on the menu. Yeah. Okay. So it seems, uh, Bojack Horse, uh, she was in Bojack Horseman, huh? Pickles of plenty. <laughs> it's funny. My, uh, IMDB or IMDB. My steam name is pickles McGee. Um, she's American dad as a Korean spy. All right. So it seems like she does some voice acting. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, I hope to see more of a uh, Hong Chow. Uh, if that's how you say that, which I hope it is. Um, yeah, some definite twists and turns and, uh, has the category of movie of, I wasn't sure where things were going. 
Um, I mean, you know, could make some leaps, some deductive reasoning leaps. However, there was enough surprises in it that, uh, it gave me enjoyment. Uh, so rating wise, oh, did I rate the whale? Whale five out of five, five out of five, but, um, add it to the category of like 12 years a slave, which is also a five out of five of, I don't think I need to rewatch it. <laughs> it, it uncomfortable enough that a rewatch is perhaps not necessary. Uh, yeah. Um, the menu rating wise, I go like four. Yeah. Solid four. Uh, I did also enjoy, which I don't think I've seen any movies with her before. Anna, Anya. Oh, like from Buffy. Anya Taylor Joy. Yeah. What else has she been? She looks a little familiar. I think she's like really like big now, isn't she? The witch. Okay. I did see that. Was she like a kid in that maybe? The Northman. No, I didn't see that. Peaky Blinders. No. Queen's Gambit. Is that what sort of made her famous? The Queen's Gambit, which I actually didn't watch. Dark Crystal. She was a voice. Yeah. I guess uh, I'm just looking at her MDB here and there's not much that I've watch that she's in but uh yeah definitely uh oh she was in splits hmm. uh regardless yeah i i very much enjoyed her in this uh hope to see more of her and uh the menu yeah moving on to oh yeah a weird one megan m Thregan, if you prefer <laughs> which made uh, finding this hard because uh, the, the missus is like, oh yeah, can we watch Megan? And I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll see if we can uh, if I can find it. And then searching for it, did not realize that it's a three instead of an E in her name. So I couldn't find it until I realized that a robotics engineer at a toy company builds a lifelike doll that begins to take on a life of its own, and then it takes some lives. Mm-hmm. A sophisticated AI killing machine, you might say. Uh, yeah, she was, uh, she was creepy. It's definitely the uncanny Valley, uh, larger than in charge in this movie. Uh, who did the voice of Megan? Oh, it was like a young girl. Oh no, no. What? Megan, Megan voice. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. So I'm looking at the IMDb and, uh, Amy Donald, who's like a, a young girl did the voice or, uh, I guess was wearing the face, <laughs> wearing the fake face. Uh, was, but then the voice was done by Jenna Davis. Do I know Jenna Davis? She looks a little familiar. <laughs> no, I don't think I do. Maybe I do. Oh, she does a lot of voices anyways. Yeah, um, you may have seen some of uh, uh, clips from this movie and what Megan looks like. And yeah, I can verify. Pretty creepy. Um, and I will say, a killing machine. Now, one thing I don't get, and really doesn't make sense to me, if you're going to make a toy doll, a lifelike toy doll, why would you give it like super strength and dexterity? It doesn't make any sense. It, it, it doesn't have to be super strong. Uh, uh, yeah. Like, like what adamantine friggin' uh, skeletal structure. 
and able to lift a car, you know, you know, ridiculous things like that. Why, why is that necessary? If anything, seems like not a very good idea, which, uh, as it turns out was not, there's some, uh, definite cool, uh, towards the end, like fight scenes with her as well. And, um, she's sort of a learning AI, so you could sort of see her develop as the movie progresses. Um, yeah, Megan, it, it was interesting. It was interesting enough that I will recommend it with a, you know, I'm going to go four for that as well. Yeah. So far doing pretty good on the, the movie. Okay. I see one here that wasn't great. Uh, but it's not this one from t- 2001 rush hour two. Carter and Lee mm-hmm. head to Hong Kong for, 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 for <laughs> Carter and Lee head to Hong Kong for vacation, but become embroiled in a counterfeit money scam, scam scheme starring, of course, Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker. Yeah. Back at it again. Uh, okay. So, uh, I think I mentioned when I watched, uh, Russia one, that was probably last episode. Uh, that is of course the missus's favorite movie of all time, hands down, no competition, uh, that we have a, a, a friend who will come over occasionally and we will, you know, have sushi and watch movie and that kind of rhymes. Um, and in the previous time we did it, we watched rush hour and there was enough enjoyment with that, that we decided we're going to do the franchise. So, uh, you know, look forward to rush hour three at some point, which both two and free free <laughs> two and three, the missus and I have seen, uh, or at least she believes she's seen. I, I know I've seen, uh, but don't really remember, which I feel like is a nice thing about a, uh, older action franchise like this is, um, you know, the characters, you know, the sort of, uh, gist of the world. Um, but you don't actually know the story or what's going to happen. So you you sort of have some nostalgia and yet, uh, it, it feels new because you don't remember it. You're getting kind of the best of both worlds. Uh, Rush Hour 2, I, I think our friend said she liked it more than the first one, which was uh, surprising to me. <clears throat> I don't think I did. Uh, I don't remember what I gave rush hour. So for this, I'm going to go 3.759. Oh, you know, it'd be really weird. What if I gave the first one 3.759? Now I feel like I gave it more anyways. Uh, yeah. Action comedy, buddy cop movie, uh, which I love a buddy cop movie, buddy cop movie. Always good. I almost feel like it's, it's almost hard to screw up a buddy cop movie. Uh, okay. Moving on to the final film, which was, okay. You know what? I'll start with rating three out of five, which if you are unfamiliar with my rating scale, three is enjoyed while watching, but probably wouldn't watch again. Uh, this is called from 2023 money shot colon gross the porn hub story. Interesting. Following the rise of the most famous adult entertainment platform and the recent backlash it has received, uh, a Canadian, uh, company, uh, owns this. So we learned over the course of this film, um, basically the backlash, which they have seemingly tried to address to some degree, although 
to many, it's probably not enough, which I think definitely makes sense. Uh, the definite gray areas in this movie. And one thing I guess I appreciate of this documentary is it kind of didn't seem to take sides necessarily. Um, I guess it kind of was a lot of anti Pornhub, but then also had representatives of Pornhub who, um, sort of explained how this company gives them a living and keeps them from, uh, keeps them safe from having to earn livings in different ways that are, you know, less ideal, less safe, less money, less, you know, just less. Uh, and, and then also would occasionally throw shade or sort of demonstrate that the people who are, uh, so anti Pornhub were not the nicest individuals as well. Like sort of, uh, anti gay, anti, uh, uh, trans people, uh, things of that nature. So it was, it was definitely very great, which I, I, I kind of, uh, I kind of appreciated it. It didn't. I mean, sometimes it felt like I was taking a side, but, but overall, what side was it taking? I kind of don't know, to be honest, which is interesting. Uh, yeah, watch this with the misses and, uh, we both found it interesting, interesting. Every once in a while, it's, uh, I feel like we've watched a couple of documentaries, uh, just sort of around the porn industry and, uh, I don't know, it's, it's, it's a fascinating fascinating world, probably because it's so sort of foreign, I guess, to, you know, our average everyday life. Uh, yeah. Why don't you check out if you have an interest available on Netflix, money shot, the Pornhub story, money shot. All right. I think that is that meaning an episode has been recorded and will upload on a Wednesday because that's when I drop them. Mm hmm. I uh, got uh, D and D in a couple hours, so uh, you know that's fun. Uh, playing a character called Burgo. Hey, I'm Burgo. That's his voice. It's kind of funny. <coughs> kind of hurt a little bit. <coughs> Excuse me. He's a uh, autonome artificer. Yeah, pretty cool. Um, actually, you know, let's talk about that for a second. Uh, or did I? I think I already read his backstory. Maybe, but he's like, um, uh, this campaign that I'm playing in, in a couple hours was, is sort of based on a, uh, West March's discord server. <laughs> wow. That's pretty nerdy sounding and I like it. Um, so, uh, me and, uh, my, uh, and a couple of buddies were on this server and it sort of died, which is, you know, sort of a, a story unto itself and kind of interesting. I don't really get it. But anyways, uh, so he took that world and then, you know, fast forwarded it. I don't know how many years, but you know, hundreds, who's to say uh, many years and is running a campaign that takes place in the same world as that. So what I did was took my character that I was playing in that, who was a, uh, satyr. Oh yeah. I, I've definitely spoken of him on the podcast before and sort of read his backstory. I know for a fact. Uh, a satyr, uh, rogue, uh, by the name of mayor Chuzzlewit the third. Um, so I took him and then uh, wrote a, a backstory that involves sort of his, 
brain basically being uh, loaded into this uh, autonome. And he has, you know, occasional glimpses of his past as sort of occasional remembrances, things he will see in this world uh, will sort of tickle reminders of the past, but uh, he, he sort of forgets his past life for the most part. Uh, just, just a, a sort of a loose tentative connection to, uh, to that past, uh, you know, discord server and stuff. So kind of fun and I'm looking forward to playing. Uh, I guess that's it other than the usual saying of, you know, you know what I'm going to say. It's nice to be nice to the nice. That was nice.